0: And welcome to the Season 4 premiere of Hyperborean Radio Uncensored for only the most discerning and intellectually honest followers of ethnic faith, where we are 100% sponsored by fellows of the Heath, just like you. Make sure to follow us on Patreon, where you can get access to early concepts before we present them to the public. Think of it as our notepad. Thank you, Stephanie, for being our first patron. Make sure to join her, won't you? You can also follow us on Telegram, which brings us to our episode today, as we have been covering this topic on our channel for several days, with several days yet to come. How are you, CG? Oh, I am just splen-frickin'-deffulous. That's much better than splend frickin terribleness. Yes,
1: yes, it's like twice as good.
0: Almost, almost.
1: So, yes, um, cults. Yes, and not the kind that, uh... Not are... the occult. just no. cults. So what this is, is, um... We asked ourselves a question. We didn't even realize ourselves exactly how important this was. And it's. we've been covering it on our Telegram for several days, like we said. And there's several more days to go. So kind of pay attention to it. But the more accurate word rather than... See, language has us cornered here. Yes. Because the actual word would be school. But cult is close. But the school or school of thought... In modern English is it doesn't accurately describe it, but it's what cult do you belong to? It's not what what God do you follow? Not what um, there's other words um, or other things like not. Are you a Celtic pagan? Not Are you a Scandinavian pagan? But who are you?
0: And we're not asking, are you a platonic pagan? Like, do you follow Platonism? We're not asking, are you more into Nietzsche? This is all irrelevancy to us, right? What it basically stems from was we've been discussing off and on, and you've probably heard us bring it up on the podcast, that there's this weird thing that's happened with paganism, by and large, in the modern day. Ethnic or, faith. Ethnic faith, For to make it more specific, where it seems to have just completely gone insane.
1: Yeah, and we was trying to figure out, how do we quantify this? How do we describe this? Well, a lot of it is because the people themselves... Um, they don't okay we've had people say oh i follow i'm a follower of tear the fair question is is returned from me why and no answer
0: or sometimes the answer is very confusing like or
1: the, or extremely vague
0: yes because we had one individual at least this kind of makes sense if you don't actually look into tier that much which is they wanted to be a cop which and tier has nothing to do with that. No, he's got nothing to do with law. Justice, yes. Law, nothing. You're thinking of Forsetti. Right. The, the
1: idea that we came up with basically is, and this isn't a really old concept, actually, but they, most people don't do introspection. Society actually frowns on it. They, they well, say it, to do it, but they they do everything. Society does everything that they can to stop you from doing it.
0: Well, pretty much how introspection works in the modern day is find someone to blame hmm basically look to your childhood find which parent you're daddy supposed- hugged
1: me too much daddy didn't hug me enough
0: mommy hugged mommy uh spanked me too hard mommy didn't spank me enough
1: right and it's always somebody else's fault but this introspection it's so the way that we decided to quantify it and we thought about it ourselves and it turned into it seemed like a really easy question at first but then it turned into a several hour debate between you and me and then the guys that that we talked to on on a regular basis and just then we realized oh shit this is really important we need to share this general concept but what it was is which cult do we belong to and we started with the easier ones to to name like the war cult the death cult the sea cult fertility fertility cult
0: well and there's more than the 10 that we ended up doing but we were trying to think what 10 could we narrow it down to because like because
1: one our, telegram limits us to 10
0: well you can subdivide fertility cult into like <laughs> well, 20 different things minimum
1: and really it's a good thing telegram does because we jumped in way over our heads we had no idea what we were signing up for but it's a good thing that uh, telegram limits us to 10
0: yes because we would have done more I actually almost did I almost did a second poll I'm glad we didn't so this is a lot of well work.
1: and each each cult like say the fertility cult you could spend a lifetime delving into the fertility cult and there's subsections of the fertility cult and and still never hit the full depth of it. So
0: for telegram posts, this is very, very difficult. Well, and part of it, what made me realize how important understanding kind of yourself and what cult you're in is it's irrelevant to what god you are. Like, let's say that you follow Odin, for instance, but you're more into the fertility cult, even though Odin has next to nothing really in his general mythology to do with the fertility cult right you can be part of the fertility cult and part of the odin cult without actually without
1: odin having to be a fertility figure because it comes down to what motivates you what is your driving force in life
0: precisely and it actually one of the things that made me realize how important this was to bring up and uh after me and cg talked to it about it why we needed to actually bring it up was There's a lot of different subgroups in the pagan sphere, but they're all kind of wandering. It's like they don't know what they want to do. And I think it's because, like, if you have some people that are really, really into the martial side of paganism, like your Church of Iron, your I'm going to be a warrior and go to Valhalla types. Right.
1: Well, and then they automatically think, well, that means I'm part of the warrior cult.
0: Well, hold up. Hold up there, Skippy. Not necessarily. And that's where the introspection comes in. It's you might be part of the war cult but you might also think further into yourself and be like actually i'm more the sea cult because i am drawn to the sea etc etc and the sea
1: cult doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the sea either well because um, like the i described it as a um, exploration exploration and Then you turn you actually came up with a better singular word description of it which is freedom
0: Well, and you can actually see this like uh, I was actually we were talking about figures that exemplify the cults. And it's really hard to do this with real life characters because they're too complex. Well, and
1: real life characters are actually kind of limited in a way that fictional character isn't as well.
0: Well, like um, we were talking about the sea cult and it popped into my head. That's why Jack Sparrow is so popular is he is the epitome of the sea cult. He's all about freedom. He's all about exploration. He's all about adventure. He's all about the sea. Right, toss it all to the wind and go forth. That that kind
1: of thing. But it's not, the sea call. isn't just that either. It's about testing your strength and your courage, facing the unknown, the so typhoon. on and so forth. And by the way, just, just for, um, because we've been doing vocabulary words, I haven't covered this one, but sea used to not mean ocean or, or even large body of water. Sea used to just mean living water. So any water that was flowing was water of the sea. Um, Even like, uh, what are they called, artesian wells? uh, They just kind of bubble up, and then those form streams, and then streams form rivers. But because it's living water, it was still considered seawater. But it was sweet seawater as opposed to briny seawater.
0: Yes, and that's the other thing is a lot of, like we brought up school. Cult see there are so many words that have kind of lost their meaning or been conflated
1: well like cult uh, it can it can just mean to cultivate
0: yes and actually that's one of the old terms for it was inhabit uh, caretake. Uh, basically it meant like a grove or a place of worship and the people involved with it, at least from what I can see. Well, it could
1: mean place of worship because it didn't have to mean. Well, that's
0: the other thing that people don't understand about most really old words is they had many meanings, whereas now we have many words that are treated as having the same meaning. Uh, It used to be a single word had many meanings.
1: Right. So context was important. You had to actually talk to people.
0: Yes. You couldn't just half listen while you uh,
1: was waiting for your turn to speak precisely kind of like what most of us do today yeah. i mean we catch ourselves doing it to each other every now and then but then we're, we stop and reset and i wasn't listening please say that again
0: well and a lot of this is is as we're going through the cults we're realizing just how much these different cults these basically what these 10 cults are and the ones the other ones that we didn't have time to really mention or bring up they're bits of humanity mm-hmm. and the actual cults themselves, they upkeep these bits, like the healing cult. actually, it doesn't just cover.: it's medicine. It's not just medicine, like, it, Because that's what I was just going to
1: talk about, and we touched on it with the Sea cult. The way that we've been presenting them is not necessarily the stereotypical what you would think.
0: And it's not that they're not those things. Well there's a few that aren't. So there's a few that are but, the exact opposite.: But these of what cults, you think they're they
1: not are. linked to a profession. No, So like for a doctor, because you just brought up the, the healing cult and everybody thinks doctors, doctors, nurses, people in the, in the medical profession, but you can be a member of the healing cult and be a welder. You can be a, um, a teacher, you can be a wood cover. It's, it's the profession has nothing to do really with the way of thinking that drive the cult that you belong to for complete lack of better word that we can actually use um and same way actually with the gods so you can be pretty much of any cult um, and still be drawn to well the you could be, various deities
0: you can be part of the cult of tear but then be a wilderness cultist right it's not mutually exclusive there
1: so like the the um, the cults like what we're talking about the the healing cult, the sea cult, the wilderness cult, the animus cult. I'm not going to name all 10 of them that, that we're doing. But that's more a description. It, it That's in the realm of man, the way that we're using it. It's more in the realm of man than in the realm of the gods.
0: Well, it's something that I, we've actually brought up several times is the people are the most important. Because do the gods show up in the folk customs? You know, like, I don't know. Santa Claus and his antecedents or the May Queen and her antecedents or
1: the um, showing up in the folklore. You got uh, what's his face? I forgot what his name is. Drunk guy. Um, tug of war. Oh, the Wode. Yes, the Wode. It's a wonderfully funny story, but he actually showed up and then you get hollow throwing pancakes at people and Gertrude's the name coming to mind, but that's wrong. Uh, Germanic goddess through stones and boulders uh, at Hark. churches. Yeah, Frau Hark. And. and describing them actually physically in our realm
0: you can't say a god is a god of it's an oversimplification mm-hmm. and a lot of people what they well, do it's is... an academic in a scholarly trick precisely it's like dionysus well he's the god of wine kind of he's also the god if you want to do some god ofs i can go on for a while just about dionysus uh madness the wilds uh, the wild self Dolphins, pirates it gets all sorts of weird the longer the list mm-hmm. you goes, and the smaller the burden of evidence is because like I've seen people c- claim Odin's a god of harvest because right. of one scene where he kills a bunch of giants with a scythe
1: right, but it'd be like if we if we tried to describe Bob the welder, well, he's a welder, well, is he sure okay let let's roll with Bob the welder, but he's also a cook, but he's also a father. Oh, and he's a brother. And a husband. And a husband. So he's not a... It's not as simple as Bob of. Bob of welding. Bob of fatherhood. Bob of brotherhood. Bob of cooking. Bob of... I don't know. Um, maybe he sings. Maybe he likes karaoke. So he's Bob of singing. Uh, you, you see how this is maybe really... Maybe he's a, it's, like a player. It's a very poor description. It well, is
0: a... It is a well, conversation starter well and then each of the gods lives for so long and arguably if something if specific things don't happen they won't die period how many things could you end up being associated with in that time period mm-hmm. um, and that's the other thing is saying a god is a god of is not only an oversimplification it misses the point because like Hala, the amount of things she's associated with are through the freaking roof and it's because there's so many stories of her Because like people will say, well, she's the goddess of snow. Well, yes, but she's also the goddess of spring sunshine, summer sunshine. She's the goddess of crafts and spinning. She's the goddess of grandmothers. She's also a maiden. It's it's partly why the idea... The gods are basically, when we describe them as divine family, that's what they are. It's not that Freya is up there on a cloud magically controlling the, the small strands of the weird that say you're going to love this guy and you're going to fuck this guy and just pulling at the- no freya's off doing freya things
1: here's the thing is it's also not overly difficult it's it's wonderfully complex and messy but it's because it's us it's extremely simple as,
0: as well it's well, like how do you describe what it's like to be hyperborean well here's the weird thing with uh, hyperboreans is we are basically occam's razor on average.
1: Mm-hmm. At least when we're describing ourselves.
0: Yes, because when you get into the other races, it gets a bit dicey. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, the simplest answer is probably the correct one. Like, if you find a bunch of dead bodies buried, chances are it's a burial place. It's not a human sacrifice area. It's a burial place. Right.
1: Well, and that's like on our news channel,
0: which uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing that. It all
1: depends on um, on interest, I guess.
0: It is called Neanderthal News,
1: by the way. Yes um but i today i think it was i posted something on um let me actually see what it was i called it because i actually used what the what the thing is called so i want to be precise narrative and storytelling for archaeological education i did a post on that on the news thing because it's actually a thing and they describe how do you make up the stories they describe in uh the thing that i linked Um, kind of why it even exists it's because archaeology i i adore archaeology it's a very important um field in my opinion but it was considered dry and dusty and boring so they couldn't get funding to do archaeology the only archaeologists were self-funded rich people so they figured out well if we tell a good story
0: we can get funding.
1: Right. People will give us money to go dig things up and explore the past.
0: And eventually that turns from a good story into the correct story. Right. The story that we've all agreed on and you're not going to break from the canon, are you? You're not going to destroy your career with not agreeing with the broader agreement. Exactly. So
1: my point was is they are obviously telling a story, one, to drum up interest and to um, so who, who is it that has the money? church well, rich rich people that have usually strong ties to the church et etc cetera, et cetera. so they're going to tell the stories through that lens and then it gets cemented as fact and then there, there's rules like they can't contradict each other and it's really it's just gotten to the point where it's nonsensical and that was not the original intention the original intention behind um, the the narrative and storytelling tradition of archaeology was actually really naive it was innocent very much like our people because the idea was I find this thing try and figure out why or what or how it is I'll explain that and the the idea is is somebody else comes along behind me they can completely change the story so long as you know it makes some kind of
0: sense well and actually if it was done properly you could classify not archaeologists as the career because that's a different thing together. But, like, say you're a hobby archaeologist, or this is something that you really find important, you could classify that loosely in the ancestor cultist thing as, mm-hmm. like, a, a method of learning about the ancestors. Learning Which, about by the, the way, won the poll. Yes, so that one will be the last one. It'll be a week from today, actually, is when we'll do it. Not the day I'm glad the that you
1: mapped it out because I didn't. I just take things one day at a time.
0: Yes, you take one, things one day at a time because I mapped them out. Oh, yes, there is that. <laughs> but... Part of the reason, and I actually want to make this very clear, part of the reason that we're so, it's so important for these these ideas, these cults to actually be recognized and for people to actually think about what they'd be in is because in a community, it's not that the cults don't interact and overlap all the time.
1: Well, and in reality, every community needs every type oh, of cultist.
0: Yes, all of the cultists. Really, it's because each of the cults in and of themselves, because they are less likely to disagree heavily they will be able to more fully head in the same direction Mm -hmm. and then also be able to more clearly relate to and interact with the other cults right and it's not that you'd be bound to that cult like you got to join this well if you you
1: do if you live life right you've probably you'll probably change which cults you belong to or which cults okay if you live life right. You're an there is an aspect of every cult within you.
0: Well, it's like everybody is a fertility cult on like fifty percent of the popular holidays, right? Because May Day, uh, technically speaking, Halloween can be a harvest festival, but it's actually more of an ancestor festival. Uh, and then you have Easter, which is a straight up not fertility quite what festival. I was
1: getting at, but yeah, no, I know. But, but I'm I mean, just the going driving in. the driving forces behind you, like when you're young, it might be exploration and and. I'm seeking freedom and I want to test my courage and so on and so forth. And then you start to settle down and then you might uh, transition to a fertility cultist and then you have your family. But the fertility cultist mostly focuses on the death and birth aspect of life. So then you, you develop a family and then you might transition into being a healing cultist where this is the main aspect of your life. You didn't stop being a uh, fertility cultist. You didn't stop being a sea cultist. All that happened was the priorities shifted.
0: Precisely. And that's a lot of what I want to get to with that. And also, we've been going over it with each of the cults, but it's broader than just, well, we need the fertility cult because our birth rates are are down. So
1: everybody be a fertility cultist. Uh, No, that's not the answer.
0: Or we're gearing up for war, so everyone be a war cultist.
1: Yeah, and again, not the answer. We can all, you don't have to be a fertility cultist to have children. I mean, healing cultists have children, war cultists have children, death cultists have children.
0: Yes, they're not anti-life. That's not what the death yeah, cult is. Yeah, that is, is not what not, the death cult is. But no spoilers, no spoilers.
1: Well, it'll already be out by the oh. time the podcast is oh, yeah, out. Oh, yeah, fair enough. But um, I know that you're used to running in real time. I'm yes. actually used to running ahead of
0: time. Fair enough. <laughs> we've touched on it in each cult is there's a deeper consequence of these fading the loss of the healing cult isn't just the corruption of medicine which is where the obvious answer would go to it's actually the main thing is the deaths of communities yes uh the fertility cult
1: the the developed ability to walk past somebody in obvious need and pretend that you didn't see them
0: and then the fertility cultist the thing that's missing there is the cycle, the idea of looking to the future and the past and also trying to not only honor what was, but keep it going for those that will come. This the, the cyclical nature that, and the respect for the things that exist. Well, the
1: people that can kill an animal, for instance, um, and, and just throw it in the ditch, throw it in the garbage because the animal means nothing to them. Yes, it's that's what happens when the fertility cult dies.
0: Well, and how did we word it? Uh, senseless slaughter of animal and man. Yeah, that's what it's turned into because this i this knowledge of the cycle has been completely discarded. Okay. The sea cultist, uh, the the distilling it down to freedom. The consequence is the fact that we're not free anymore, and most people don't even think that there's anything to explore.
1: Okay. Well, and here's a secret too that we was um talking about earlier and it's actually important to, for people to know so that they can actually appreciate the quality of our work we're figuring these things out as we go we know like it. The, the first two cults that we did yeah we, we we understand what we're talking about but how to describe it so like the first two cults that we did was um, animal cult and sea cult sea cult yeah we kind of dick the dog on those ones our presentation wasn't the best because it's like well how do we present this so people can understand what we're talking about and again, these topics are so massive, absolutely massive. So we have to figure out what is the parts of this that people can read this and then see it in their see it in their own lives. Because my personal goal with every day that we do is somebody. What was it two days ago? Uh, the Healing Cult, right? Yes. Somebody reads our Healing Cult post and they're like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. I bet you I'm part of the Healing Cult. And then today we did the fertility cult. So yes, this we're recording on Sunday. So hello, Wednesday, <laughs> time travel, <laughs> time travel. But then today we did fertility and I want the person that yesterday read the healing cult to say, you know what? I might be a healing cultist when they read the, the fertility cult, I want them to say, you know what? I see myself a lot in this. Maybe I'm not actually a healing cultist. I'm actually a fertility cultist tomorrow's death. And I want to explain it in a way where this same person reads death and they're like, you know what? I am really confused now because I might be a death cultist.
0: And then after that, we have, I believe it is animist.
1: Right. Well, because we actually did that to our friends. Yes, we we got They're like I'm this. They snapped off a real quick answer and we're like, well, no, hold up. Let's back up and actually examine what this cult is. And then as we did, this is like I'm confused. I know I'm something, but. I see myself in all of these things that we're talking about. Which one is most important? And that's the point.
0: And that's the thing is once you've come to the conclusion, I could be in all of these. Now you can start figuring out which one you actually are. Right.
1: Which one is your primary? Because you belong. The reality is is you belong to all of or most of definitely several.
0: Well, both animism and ancestor veneration is a part of everyone's paganism. Right.
1: And when we posted that on the poll, I'm like, yeah, everybody's going to pick ancestor veneration because I don't think, or ancestor cultists because I don't think that they're going to really understand the question. Our fault, their fault, doesn't matter, but it's just the way that it is. And I'm hoping when we post the next poll with more information about what it is that we actually mean, that the answers are more, they're just different. That people before that was like, You know, I'm an ancestor, uh, I'm an ancestor cultist, then decide, well, you know what, I might, I I think I'm actually a animus cultist. And yes, ancestor veneration is still important to me, but it's not my driving force.
0: Well, and for most people, it actually isn't. Right. And that's kind of the thing is a lot of people are going to say ancestor cultist because almost every,
1: well, most of the people listening right now is probably like, I am too an ancestor vener, uh, ancestor cultist. Respecting your ancestors is different from being an ancestor cultist.
0: Well, it's like um, an animal cultist. Liking animals or having a totem animal is not the same as being an animal cultist. And here's the thing: there's many different kinds of animal cultists. But the most people, if it's their primary, they're the type of person that basically lived as an animal, like the Arcadian werewolves. Mm-hmm. Which that's we stop- what
1: most of the hardcore ones are. Yes. yes. But there's different.
0: There's different levels. Levels of it. Well, because the bear cult is really big in Burn, and I made the mistake on uh, Animal Cultist Day of actually doing too many lore posts, and we fixed that by the third time we were doing it, and we kind of distilled it down. We need these to come back. We need people to stop classifying themselves as a Norse pagan, or a Slavic pagan, because I'm going to be fully honest, these words are meaningless. You telling me you are a Norse pagan means nothing to me. First of all, which Norse god? Second of all, how do you view this Norse god? Well,
1: god or gods. Well, yeah. And the thing is, is people can lie to me all day and tell me,
0: all of them, no. That's a, that's a cop-out. It's like saying, what kind of flavor of ice cream do you like? I like all them all. What's your favorite color? All of them. Yes. It means nothing. And this is the other thing, is Norse pig uh, pantheons. I've said this before, I'll say it again, and it's been used in, incorrectly. But pantheons are not a thing. It's various local well, cults. Pan-
1: pantheons are, but not the way people think of them.
0: No, they're not some set everywhere has the same thing. It's, it's really different. We or,
1: have... or a really rigid set.
0: No, it's actually constantly flowing. The hierarchy shifts area to area. You end up bleeding into what other people would overlap.
1: Call that's the word that you said. There's In so some many areas, there's an area. Actually, most areas, there's an area of overlap.
0: Well, it's a gradient. It's like people might get kind of irritated. Like, how can you claim that the, the the Norse gods have nothing to do with Germany? Look at this thing. I'm like, I never claimed they had nothing to do with Germany. I claimed that it's not identical to Germany. Pay attention. They're
1: right, and therefore not the same. Well, shoot! Just between Norway and and Sweden, there's
0: radically different gods, hierarchies, how the gods are viewed. That's kind of why the Eddas are there are they're, they're tr- Oh, and then you got the uh, the redheaded stepchild
1: of Scandinavia, Finland. Oh yeah. Oh wow, Th- that's way different from Sweden and Norway, even though it's right next to them. Yeah, you. Uh, it, on the surface, it looks like it is completely different list of gods, so on and so forth. But they're still Hyperboreans, so you can get kind of a um, an understanding of why.
0: Well, I think Thor's actually even mentioned in the Kalevala. I mean, he's not a character; he's not a, he's not a god that's used as part of the story, but he's directly referenced at one point. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they don't know about the other gods or the other cults in the area, and th- th- they definitely
1: well. And, and there was forth. trade and people traveling and tourism. Believe it or not, tourism is not a new phenomenon.
0: No, nor is pilgrimage. And here's the thing: the Sami have been in the north for a very long time. No, they are not Inuits, but we're not getting into that. Yeah, right that's, now. A that's, a whole, that's a whole nother argument. That's a whole another freaking uh, podcast. But part of it is is because if you tell me a, Kel- if you say that you're a Celtic pagan, what kind of Celtic pagan? And then really. At what point are you not a Celtic pagan? You're an Ulster pagan, or you're a Cornish pagan, or you're a um, Crapstone pagan, or you're just a fertility cultist that lives right. in Crapstone. Right, well that's a real town, by the way. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Crapstone, yeah, and uh, Wet Dingle.
0: Uh, Wet Dingle. There's a lot. Of, just yeah. look up English town names if you want. Uh,
1: Crapstone time. is just right around the the corner from Wet Willie or, or Gaping or uh, I forget what it is, but it's funny. They Bad-ass. got some funny names there. But, yeah, and I'm a Celtic pagan. Okay. So then I'm assuming that there's probably some Celtic gods in there. But which ones?
0: And more importantly, why? Well, so if you're a follower of Lu, why? Because there's a very big difference between someone that follows Lou because they view him as a sun god versus someone who views him as the god of youthful warriors. Versus the god of craftsmen, because there's many different ways people view Lou.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, or the bardic soul, because, well, Lou's really inspiring because his story is so inspiring. So that's why I it, it matters. It, it matters. It matters way more than what, what well, meets the eye.
0: Well, it's like uh, just to use a god that is really, really diverse uh, Veles from the Slavic pantheon. He's a god of the wilderness. He's also a god of cattle, but he's also a god of bards, but he's also a god of, uh, you know, manhood trials. Mm-hmm. He's also a god of the bear, he's also the god right. of the wolves. It's it goes so on again, and on the, and on. the
1: more important discussion here is the cult of man, I guess. If, if people insist on putting the gods in there, we're talking about the cult of man precisely. I, I really hate that people insist on. Well, you're talking about the gods. You're talking about the gods. No.
0: And yes. Well, and actually, that's actually... I'm talking about them, but not the way that you mean. Well, and part of the reason that we decided that this was going to be the start of season four wasn't just the timing. It's also the last one was kind of summing up the ideas that we've been talking about. And this one introduces a completely new one. And I think it's actually going to be really important going forward with how we explain things. Mm -hmm. Is the cults. Because... We've been telling people over and over again that the gods are not a requirement for paganism. And now people get really re at that, but it's true. And I used to say things like an atheist can be pagan. I don't say that anymore, not because I don't believe it, but because I think.
1: I think people misunderstand what it is that you mean.
0: I think most people don't understand that atheist just means you don't believe in gods. Literally. Yes. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, being a. uh, a uh, secular sh- edgelord, right. which is how most people associate yeah, edgelord it.
1: Yeah, a secular edgelord cannot be
0: uh,
1: a, a, a pagan.
0: No, not the way most behave. No. I think the best way I've summed it up is you have to believe in the strength and power of your own people. Yes. Yourself and the, your Well, and people, people love that quote because that's actually based off from a quote from somebody asked... Uh, Somebody asked the Norse pagans, the the old school ones, the the ones before Christianization, what they believe in, and they said they believe in their own strength and power. Even if that per, that one individual was not actually an atheist pagan, he summed up why an atheist pagan and a non atheist pagan, a theist pagan. Can both be pagan?
1: Right. Why you don't have to believe in an afterlife and and the a, gods and all these a, other as things. being literal beings, and why you can still be pagan so long as you believe in the strength and power of your people.
0: And that's the the crutch right there. The, uh, the and crux. really,
1: if you think about it, it makes everything more important.
0: Well, that's the thing is I've never understood. Well, you you don't have an afterlife, so why don't you come to my church on Wednesday? What?
1: Yeah, it's stupid.
0: It's it's weird.
1: But th- this this whole concept that we're putting out there, it is really important. If if you just take a few minutes, uh, look at the things that we said, the way that we describe things, and it should become really quickly evident just how important this
0: is. Well, and not just not just to like. The broader pagan sphere, because I think it'll actually bring some enough understanding that people can start really starting to think about these things and what their goals are and how they can organize. Well, people. and how
1: we can work together.
0: Well, that's the other that's the big thing is it's it's also it's not just how we can work together. It's also just yourself because mm-hmm. so many people seem to be aimless in paganism. Yeah. And if you if one of us can stop being aimless and another one can stop being aimless, then like you said, we can work together together. We can start cooperating. Mm-hmm. Well, and building trust because trust
1: is a very important thing. And I understand why trust levels are at all time lows. But we need, when we catch ourselves behaving without tr- distrusting each other, we need to course correct. I mean, that doesn't mean charging off blindly into the dark, or,
0: or uh, being completely naive just for the sake of right. being completely naive. But we do need to just awaken that bit of inside all of us of the healing cultist. And if you're a healing cultist that wants to start to repair or build communities, do it. Do whatever you can.
1: Well, like one thing you, uh, we was talking about before is the folk economy. Every pagan that I talk to wants the folk economy. Why does it not work? If you look at it, is uh, the reason that we don't have one is a lack of trust.
0: Nobody trusts anybody. And here's the thing is if we aren't willing to cultivate trust, what's the point? We might as well pack it up at that point.
1: Like This isn't us, but oh, this guy, he's selling 30-foot totems for $10,000. How do I know that he's going to actually send me that totem if I send him $10,000? Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that, but I will buy this one from Amazon. You trust Amazon. That is actually what it comes down to is you trust Amazon. You don't trust this other guy. And I understand being leery about it, especially with huge sums of money.
0: We trust Jeff Bezos and his cronies more than we trust other pagans.
1: Yeah. And good luck suing them because the easy answer is, well, I can sue them. Good luck. Yep. These cults, they're, they're important because it's who are, what we're asking. And we're going to post a poll again at the end, hoping that the, um, that people have done some introspection but what we're actually asking is who are you there is no none of the cults are better superior more there is no morally superior cult there is no spiritually superior cult one cult is not better or cooler or anything er than any well, other cult
0: well it's actually something we've noticed throughout the entire pagan sphere is well the warriors are the best or the shamans are the best or the priests are the best or the farmers are the best etc 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 first of all most people will leave out like the fishermen the craftsmen Mm -hmm. so many of these other things
1: well And and i've said it so many times you know what all these other quote unquote pagan leaders they can have all the priests all the scholars they want give me the salt of the earth i want the farmers, I want the craftsmen, I want the the people that actually do things and have families and love and live and laugh. That's that's the, we, the people's we, attention that I want.
0: We want the good fellows of the Heath, the cunning folk of the Stone Circles. We want actual dirty heathens. We don't want the prim and proper well I'm part of the occult society of Isis and Osiris. <laughs> yeah. No. None of that. None of that bullshit. Okay, I just uh, I I have a freaking headache from reading this one guy earlier who was combining. I don't even know how many gods. What, what, what do they have? They have Santa Claus, Grim Reaper, Saturn, Amun from the freaking Egyptian Herm. pantheon. I think he threw Agni in from the uh, the freaking Hindu.
1: Yeah, it, it was a big long list. It,
0: it was a guy who, uh, to to quote our friend McThunder, the uh, the guy ate paint chips as a kid. Yes, the, our our own Sher- Sherwin Williams pagan.
1: It was, oh my goodness. And it's kind of related to, to God of, um, God of. But there's, well, what about, because um, there was somebody that you was talking about earlier, I'm, I'm not going to say who, but you you was discussing with them, most of the gods, they'll fall under war, death, and um psh, fertility. fertility. And they're like, but what about knowledge? And your response is, well, all the gods are gods of knowledge, otherwise they wouldn't be gods simple as that
0: well and that's part of it is so
1: what's the knowledge cult or wisdom we didn't cult. have one
0: no we didn't have these things and here's the thing is all these esoteric cults of knowledge there are a bunch of really bored people that wrote down their musings a long time ago and now people just treat them as sacred knowledge when you could probably get the same thing if you just find a really old guy that does most of his work behind an abandoned uh, video mart right. well and then a lot of people don't realize there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom and and not just knowledge and wisdom but intelligence and all of these words have been
1: they mean different things
0: well like listen to listen to season three's finale we go over all these sorts of vocabulary sticks
1: right and not necessarily these words but yes but for instance like you can have knowledge and absolutely no wisdom
0: and you can have wisdom and almost no knowledge. Well,
1: no, that's that's not true. You have to be really knowledgeable about at least one thing.
0: Well, yes, but let's say that you're extremely knowledgeable but about... But you can
1: have all the knowledge in the world and, have no and be wonder. dumb as a block. Look at your computer. It has access and can funnel all the knowledge, but it doesn't understand it. It's and sh- we've met these people. We even have a term for them. They're called, we call them educated idiots.
0: Educated idiots, armchair armchair academics. um, They
1: don't understand anything. I'm sure people have met, know somebody that can tell you all the inner workings of this machine, but they can't make it work. They don't understand how they don't even actually understand how it functions, but they can give you all the details of how the thing is put together. Yep. That's the educated idiot. High knowledge, zero wisdom, but you cannot have wisdom. It's impossible to have wisdom without knowledge. Of at least one subject. Of at least one subject. You it's, don't have to know everything, but who does?
0: Well, and this is where the cults come in. What is kind of the point of paganism? Because most people, when they get into paganism, like I said, they're they're kind of aimless. Mm-hmm. Like, people will get into shamanism and have so little understanding of it, where it comes from, well, where uh, the name comes from. Well,
1: and there's another empty, empty pursuit, because honestly, the... Well, the pursuit of knowledge, it sounds grand, but the pursuit of knowledge itself, it's an empty pursuit. Same way with the shamanism. Honestly, once you actually look at it, track it down, find out what it is, where it comes from, if you're a Hyperborean, you quickly will discover it is an empty pursuit. It means very, very little, if anything.
0: Well, part of the dead giveaway that that's the case is almost everybody I've met that I even remotely believe has some level of this shamanic second sight which i'm gonna try and avoid using the word shaman from now on they fucking hate their gift mm-hmm. they don't want it they're not excited about it they don't talk about singing in the woods and beating a drum they're just like i'm seeing some freaky, i can't
1: turn it off
0: i'm seeing some freaky shit dude halloween is like some right, weird well because I've, I've
1: talked to some some people and the most common complaint is i can't turn it off
0: yeah, it's not like you can just put the glasses from To Live on and start seeing, you know, fairies dancing around the toadstools or something. Mm-hmm. It's not how it works. And here's the thing is, fairies aren't just little things with uh with uh wings. That's actually a fairly modern depiction that didn't exist beforehand and actually mm-hmm. a lot of the fae get really interesting looking.
1: Well, the 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 winged the winged fae period with the very few exceptions, typically birds, because the land of Fae, or the realm of Fae, uh, it's an echo, I guess is one way to to put it, of the realm that we live in. So it's a world.
0: It's an entire world.
1: Right. It's an entire world. So when you say Fae, it's like saying mortal. Well, what do you mean? Yes. So there are winged Fae, but not the fae because the fae are Nobility. us. We breed with them in, in folklore. We They look like us. They, they meet people all the time, and then... Sometimes people will recognize them as what they are, but most time the answer is no, they don't recognize them as being fairy. That's how much like us they look. Last time I checked, we ain't got wings. The wings came in in the Victorian age.
0: Yes, and it's the difference between fairy, which is like the court of fairy. The and nobility. leprechauns
1: just don't exist, period.
0: Yes, you want to get an old Irishman pissed off, start asking them about leprechauns.
1: Unless he's a drunkard or a liar. Yes. Like the priests and drunkards, they'll tell you all about leprechauns all day. The drunkard will tell you so long as you're buying them beer, buying them shots, he'll tell you about leprechauns until you passes out.
0: There is a gold at the end of the rainbow, but it's the rainbow through a beer glass.
1: <laughs> but yeah, all these cults are they're very important and well, okay, so only this cult could have showed any veneration at wells. Well, no, not at all. It doesn't work that way. These the cults that we're talking about, which is the school of thought, the, the way,
0: the way Uh, to to use a, a fairly popular quote from the Mandalorian. This is the way, right? But what is, this is the way you're not, you know it when you see it precisely. You're not the Mandalorian. You don't have one job. You don't just wear your mask and follow your code of bounty hunting. You do stuff. You are more complicated than a, alien race that basically is exists specifically to fulfill a role in a TV show. Right. And because of that, you will change over time what you think, what you believe. If you're doing things things right. It's like, I'm well aware that I am very different from where I was 10 years ago. And I'll probably be fairly different in 10 years, hopefully in a better way. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm definitely better now than I was 10 years ago. But the idea that everything stagnates. It's like I brought this up in my uh, a brief discussion of the gods article. The gods are not stagnant. They grow with us. They've lived a long time, so they're kind of set in their ways. But what's to keep Apollo from switching out his toga for a rich Grecian playboys outfit? Mm-hmm. Why would Frigg not find the sundress of like a southern belle to be something beautiful and want to wear it? Why would they still be wearing the garb from a thousand years ago? If there was an immortal today, you think they'd still be walking around in Viking armor all the time? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, granted, there are some rich weirdos that dress like uh, Victorian dandies. Right,
1: but I mean, uh, here's the thing is, if one of the gods, we're just going to, for the sake of fucking argument, pluck a god up out of the realm of the gods and boom, full powers and everything as is in our realm. Why would they not want to get to know who we are? Would, and could they get to know who we are? Strutting around in Viking armor or in a toga and and speaking antiquated and then flinging lightning bolts or calling wind or whatever? No, they would actually want to dress like us, talk like us, so that they could interact with us, so that they could know who we are.
0: Well, actually, I think what would probably end up happening, unless they started just straight up using their power, their their. God-like powers uh, to prove what they are is. Remember that one movie? It's like it's a dark comedy. It's about basically Adolf Hitler gets plucked from. Oh yeah, and in no way
1: believes I, him. They... Nobody
0: believes he's actually Adolf Hitler, so they think that like he's a genius uh, comedian, and he gets like a whole. Look job. who's
1: back! I think the name of the show is. Yeah, um, I've never. Netflix. I only saw
0: bits and pieces of it, but I think that it would probably be like I am Thor, the Thunderer, and the first thing would be probably you don't look like Thor. You don't look like Chris yeah. Hemsworth. Yeah,
1: where's your blonde hair at? Oh, I've man. watched the Marvel movies. You're like the worst Thor I've ever seen in my life. People get goofy, and I I know when I said the thing about if you plucked a god up out of out of the realm of the gods and put him in the mortal realm, they they would they would not want to. L- look like us and talk with us and interact with us they'd want us to gravel at grovel at their feet of course of course there was one person out there you know who you are that immediately got mad and said
0: that no they would want us to worship them and grovel and well it's like uh when we were looking for pictures of tear a while ago we found one where a guy's just sprawled out on his knees like oh great tear and we were just like tear would have boot fucked that guy yeah just, just beat him to the ground for groveling like. Or you got these
1: feminists leg. with the Morgan.
0: Oh yeah, the yeah, Morgan. Queen slay. The
1: Morgan would take their skin and wear it as robes.
0: Yeah, Saint Bartholomew. Yes, because <laughs> that is a badass statue.
1: I mean, she is she is ruthless in that way, and she loves men. These feminists don't love men. Well, the Morgan loves men.
0: Well, it's something that people don't seem to understand is just because a God is male does not actually mean it's venerators were primarily male and vice versa. There's actually many gods where male God, mostly feminine female worshipers, Mm -hmm. Uh, female God, mostly male worshipers. Yeah, it's kind of how things work out. It's like in the modern day. There are women that absolutely detest being around other women, but they love being around men. And not just for sex. They like talking to them. They like interacting with them. They like the debating The smell them. of them. They like smoking cigars with them. Mm-hmm. And the same with men. There are men, they're much rarer actually. I've met far fewer men that hate being around men compared to women that hate being around women. But men that hate being around men, but they love women. Mm-hmm. They love the look at them. They like the And smell not because of they them.
1: want to look like them, just because they like being around them. Because the women pay attention to them. The the women make them feel good. Uh, so they just like being around women. And women are, let's face it, they're y'all are prettier than we are. Yes, much prettier. Because if I could hang around with, say, 12 pretty women that were all really interested in me
0: instead of you, <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would show up for the occasional work, but the rest of the time you'd be like, just well i'm with number five tonight but i got number seven after that so i won't see you till next wednesday
1: well i wouldn't go that far but yes i I just met hanging out you went you went straight to the finish line i've taught you well don't run a race (laughs) when you can just go straight to the finish line
0: but it's um part of the reason it it kind of seems like we're all over the place is because the cults are all over the place Mm mm-hmm There is no good way to sum them up because a single cult you could spend your entire life trying to figure out and understand, even if you are in it. Well, if you
1: is even so inclined to do that, which that would take a special kind of crazy.
0: Well, and some of them are so amorphous that you can literally only describe them as, you know, it when you see it.
1: Right. Like the Bardic cult, man, did we struggle with that? And we literally came down to, well, it's about inspiration. And it's not just musicians. It's not just poets. It's not act just actors or artists and blah blah blah. I mean, you could have a doctor that is part of the bardic cult, and he can't he couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, and his carving skills uh, look like uh, what happens after a crazy man with a hammer in a fucking china shop. <laughs> he can't. He just can't do it. But he's still part of the bardic cult because he's driven by inspiration. However, it comes down to we decided for our, our own sanity, and I, I really suspect a lot of the cults are this way, is you know it when you see it. They're amorphous. The harder that you try to grab it, the slipperier it gets. Yes. And there's a lot of overlap, too. That's why you can't. we, we decided we can't use gods as descriptors, um, even um, uh, celebrations, particular celebrations it's too slippery the harder that you try to squeeze it the the further away that you get
0: well that's what the thing is the holidays it's part of the reason it's so hard to actually have a holiday is you need all the cults Mm -hmm. like halloween for instance the giving out of candy well that's actually part of the healing cult because it's reinforcing community bonds Mm -hmm. even if you're not part of the healing cult that is an action that it
1: it is involved
0: Yes, uh, the holiday itself is supposedly about ancestor veneration, but there's also the fertility cult aspect, and you could find something of each of these singular Making ones. peace between man and spirit,
1: or ensuring the peace between man and spirit, that's part of the war cult.
0: Well, it acknowledges death, but it's about celebrating life, so that's the death cult. Yep. Uh, You could also say that the pranksters and the people running around with the masks on having as much fun as humanly possible. Well, that's the sea cult because it incorporates that element of freedom. Right. And just go on and on and on. So all of these things are it's like the harder that you try to
1: grab, but you know it when you see it. So we can't use professions. We can't use gods as descriptors. We can't even really use celebrations as descriptors. And it turns out that's really difficult to do that. Uh, Yeah, to do this. Well, and it in a way that's actually
0: anything
1: close to being um, sensical.
0: Well, and it's partly why we're emphasizing the introspection bit. Yeah. Because just like you know it when you see it, you're the only one that can see into yourself and find out which one of these. Yeah,
1: we can't. If you if you follow our Telegram and you was one of the ones that clicked ancestor ancestor cultist on the first time and then you click it again on the second one we can't know you might actually be an ancestor uh cultist but by the time we're done you're going to definitely know what an ancestor cultist is it's not just somebody that finds the ancestors important we all do we all do we all find kindness and the healing of our people important does that make us all part of the healing cult looking to the or future healing cult understanding cultists? the
0: past uh Freedom, not being chained down like chihuahuas. Right, so then apparently
1: we're all sea cultists. Just because you, you place value on ancestors does not mean that you're an ancestor cultist. Because we was talking about which one is sitting, the, your driving force.
0: Well, and you can't truly be a whole person until you fully understand the animal within. Right. So,
1: And I'm sure that there are actual ancestor cultists out there. But I think most of the people that clicked that, they didn't understand... The full depth of what we're what we was talking about.
0: Well, I honestly think if people pay attention, about at least fifty percent will change their vote. Yeah. Well, and I
1: actually I was happy that only what wasn't forty two percent picked what I I thought for sure is going to be ninety percent of people they aren't going to pay any attention. They're going to click this. So, bravo! I'm glad some people actually some people actually thought about it, because some people like we could watch the counts go up on the views. And then slowly votes would come in and dribble in. or So it showed me that some people was thinking about it. And honestly, I was surprised that Ancestor Cultists didn't rank in at like 90% with, you know, oh, the reactionary just click it thing. So I'm glad some people thought about it. And I'm hoping that we get people to rethink about it. And uh, is there anything that you want to talk about? We got a couple few minutes
0: left. I think I'll just finish up actually and just say the point of the of not only this podcast, but the last two weeks on Telegram sort of talking about these cults is we need to actually start taking some introspection and thinking about not only ourselves, but the people as a whole, because Mm -hmm. right now paganism, ethnic faith as it is, it is directionless. And here's the thing is the direction that ethnic faith needs to go is not a straight line. It's not even, it's both kind It's not of, the straight and narrow. It's not the straight and narrow. One could say it needs to go in all the directions at the same time, constant, and also backwards and forwards, while also being in the present. Which sounds absolutely nonsensical, amorphous, and impossible to define, but that's the point. And I will say, uh, welcome to season four of Hyperborean Radio. We got a lot of interesting concepts that you'll probably be hearing about in the following uh, shows. And uh, for the first time of Season 4, this is the Lorekeeper out. All right, so, um, yeah, m- yeah. let me see.
1: It seemed like we was really rambling more than usual. And we was, kind of, because this is such a big and difficult con- or topic to grab a hold of. But it was still all going in the same direction. I, I hope that get- gets people to to think about it a little bit. I hope that listening to this, if you wasn't paying attention to what we'd said about the cults before, you go back, read what we're saying, argue with them, scream at your screen if you think that we're wrong. Don't bother screaming at me because I don't care. But it's like um, when I when watching a TV show, listening to, to any, th- uh, watching a movie, uh, listening to some podcaster going off about some topic, if you try talking to them, uh, like, argue with them. The the TV show can't hear you, but, but cuss it out and be like, you know what, you got this part here right, but this part over here was wrong, because it engages your mind. Don't just sit back and just absorb it, because that's called programming, and we don't want to program you. We want to deprogram you. It's okay to argue with us, to scream at us, to get mad, but what we want, what our driving force is, is to get you to think. So if you agree with us, that's great. If you don't agree with us, but you continue listening and reading and following, that too is also great. So make sure to share us around. We are growing quickly with your guys' help we, and numbers of listens and views and, and uh, subs. So we really appreciate you guys sharing us around. You know, we're we're turning in herpes. We want to go global. <laughs> okay, not really. I'm I'm actually scared of success on that level. Yeah, spread us around. We're we're growing. We're starting to make ground. We're starting to see ripples affect our circles again. So that's also great. And uh, don't be afraid to join us on Patreon because we could really use the um the support there so that we can I don't know get get another um um what are those things called webcams so that we can get another webcam and then you guys might be able to see our pretty faces while we're talking because currently right now you'd only get to see me or the lore keeper but not both of us programs but uh, there's programs that we could get where there's certain things that we'd we'd love to do it really increase our production value but they're just out of reach so if you could follow us on on Patreon, maybe one day we can afford to do these things and then production value jump up and so on and so forth. And we do have plans of where we want to go with this, but baby steps. I'm not going to reveal them all to you because we've done that before. And then people think that we actually have these plans in action and they're moving. And no, no, no. It's baby steps. And we're making these steps one step at a time with you guys. So thanks, guys. Um, so until next week, don't keep your head down. Don't keep your mouth shut. Make sure that your powder's dry because we can all see the shit has hit the fan. All right. See you guys next week.